We are back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 32. If you're watching this live, you're like, man, you guys are an hour late. Totally my fault. I'm having some computer issues on my end. Um, I think we're good. I think everything should be fine. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever that does. Anyway, links below for myself as well as my guest and uh, some places you can see me uh, upcoming. So we have this weekend, if you're available and you're in the Jersey area or you just want to go for a cool car ride, head on down to Rio Grande, New Jersey. Uh, Jersey Shores down there. You can walk the boardwalk where probably nobody will be and you can jump in a freezing cold ocean. It'll be a blast. But uh, yeah, you head down to uh, the No Limits Boxing Academy in uh, South Route 47, South Rio Grande, New Jersey. Um, doors open at four, bell time at five. For tickets, go to shorestarwrestlinglive.eventbrite.com. And then uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for me for the month of February. Um, we do have some stuff coming up uh, at the Sanctuary. I don't have any graphics or anything yet or anything concrete, but that's coming up very soon. So you can check out the Sanctuary uh, and that'll be actually live on YouTube if you're not local. And then uh, in March, we have Uncle Massey's 40th birthday party. It's going to be at Throop uh, Civic Center, uh, March 5th. Links, Tickets and links for that will be below, as well as Spring Break 93. Uh, well, uh, Spring 93 Breakdown, uh, hosted by, your, uh, by yours truly, um, and, and that's going to be in Philadelphia. So we will be at Icons in the morning. Um, I will be there with uh, myself, BP Burke, uh, Philly Mike Swanson, and I believe Mike Skyros will all have a table together um, and we'll be hanging out at Icons. And then we're leaving Icons and going to the show. And then you can uh, come with us. I think we're walking uh, unless Philly Mike uh, needs a chauffeur. We're going to f- figure that out. But uh, so, yeah, we're going to head to that show and then we'll get you bell times at four and we'll get you out of there in plenty of time. that You can make it back to Icons later on that night and enjoy their show. So it's going to be a full night of really, really, really great wrestling. And then next week. We'll wrap up our interviews on on, uh, Tuesday with Adina Steele. So that's going to be a really good time for the ABJ podcast. Have tons of great interviews coming for the month of February. So make sure you're hanging out for that. Um, Oh, I didn't didn't upload any of those thumbnails. That's a look at me just dropping the ball here. But, yeah, we have tons of great interviews coming. Very excited for you guys to listen to those interviews. the first one of the month, I believe, is going to be Boom Harden. I don't have it uploaded. Let's see if it pops in real quick. Come on. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Everyone's loading except Boom. Come on, Boom. Where are you at, buddy? There it is. Boom Harden will be episode 33 right after Adina Steele. So that'll be the next one. After that, MIT. And then we'll have Tommy Vex. Jaden Steele. Eric Pinhat, Brad DeMeo, Mike Skyros, Nathaniel Cunningham, and then end of the month, and I'm sorry, Shelby, but with the queen of wrestling, Mary Elizabeth. You know, she's a she's a gem, uh, and we should all worship her as such. All right. It's too bad I have that Tommy character. But yeah, uh, you know, when 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 Mary Beth is is looking as good as this, you know, you just gotta you gotta worship her for everything she is. You know, look how beautiful Mary Beth is right there. All righty, but th- without further ado, let's bring in my guest uh, from High Ground Wrestling, Shelby Waters. How you doing, Shelby? How are you? I'm good. I'm doing how great. are you? How 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 amazing did Shelby look in that photo? <laughs> <laughs> I uploaded that for the promo and everyone's like, what is happening? Someone, someone, (laughs) 
someone messaged me and goes, uh, what is uh who who's the 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 Mary Elizabeth guy? I was like, what are you talking about? That's Mary Elizabeth. She's beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. I didn't um, I didn't see anything wrong with No, that. I, I I never looked better. You know, exactly. I mean Tommy Tommy looked a lot better, you know, in that photo than Mary did, but uh we'll we'll we gotta figure it out. But uh <laughs> yeah, so thank you for joining the podcast and hanging out with us. Uh you know, we we have become wrestling buddies lately because there's been a lot of shows that we're both haven't been booked at so we became you know fans in the crowd and watch shows together and 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 then uh you know hanging out outside and then you know the the emerging uh, the emerger of um high grounds wrestling and now you're you're getting a little more shine there and you know i had you had some moments at the sanctuary where you got to shine so you're still very early in your career it's a little bit of a trend the past couple episodes of the uh of the podcast having a lot of really young faces to uh to the to the to, to tell their stories so let's just start off there how did you get involved and have you always been well let's start with this have you always been a professional wrestling fan and if so what's your earliest memory of watching wrestling so um my introduction to wrestling is uh actually funny but not like most people um so i didn't really get into wrestling until I joined, which was 2017. That's when I actually started training. So my earliest memory was um, at GSW with Tommy Vex. Like he was the first like match that I remember watching. So that's why like whenever I'm at a show with him now, it just kind of hits home a little bit because that he was technically like my introduction to wrestling in a way. That's that's um, terrifying. A little bit, yeah. But <laughs> no, Tommy's amazing. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, like Tommy, Tommy is, I will say one of the most underrated, but also most utilized talent in the area because he is such a good heel. He can also be an amazing baby face. He can be mm -hmm. so funny. He can be serious. The guy is such a utility player in professional wrestling that he can literally do anything asked of him. He doesn't take himself super serious but also takes everything serious, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, if you look yeah, at Tommy, yeah. he's probably, he probably comes off as like, I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. But he does. Like, he's, he's insanely safe to work. I've never had anyone ever say, I, you know, Tommy worked me stiff or, or anything like that. He sells for everybody. He's amazing at selling. And he's just wildly entertaining and can work a crowd better than anyone I've ever seen in this area. No, I, I Or in, in indie wrestling. One. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's someone everyone should be really watching and learning from because he's 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 honestly a gem in this industry. I agree. Yeah, same with him and Trajan. I feel him, Trajan, and AJ Evers are in that category where I think most people see them as their their comedy and just being wildly entertaining. But I think a lot of that has to come with they just have insane charisma and crowd control that there's not many people in this area who can do it like they do. And that, and Trajan was another one that was like. Um, kind of like my introduction to professional wrestling because he was at the same show that I went to and that's when I started training so yeah. it's just like funny because like all of my friends now are who who introduced me in a way yeah so did you jump right into what was then backbreakers when you started training so when I started training it was um 2017 and it was like an open tryout and I just went down, I brought like two of my friends. They didn't want to do it, but I kind of just like dragged them. My one friend did join at the time, but she uh, kind of fell off of it. But 
I joined Backbreakers and then I took some time off, came back, took time off again, and then COVID hit and then I needed surgery. And then, yeah, it's my timeline is like longer than most people expect, but um, longer than most people expect, but I've only really just came back to having matches in 2022. Yeah. So growing up, not watching wrestling are really you know, getting into this industry and then jumping into a wrestling school and then immediately start taking those bumps. Like what, what, what motivates you to keep going? Cause not, taking bumps and doing that and killing your body for something you really haven't. And I'm not saying passion in a bad way, but something you haven't really been into for a long, long time. Like what motivates you to keep pushing and, 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 and how, what, what made your love for wrestling grow that you're willing to put yourself through that? So truly like what motivates me now is definitely like my friends in the business. Like I love seeing my friends doing what they want to do in the business. Like Uh Adina, I started training with her basically and look how far she's grown. Um, Same with Donnie and Damon. Um, But I just have, I have a lot of fun with it. Like I fell in love with it when I started training and it's very weird when you think about it, like from the outside perspective, because like I growing up, I have chronic pain and, you know, other chronic issues. So it's like, why am I doing this to my body? But I love why I'm on commentary. (laughs) 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 They're like, yeah, we're going to take, I'm like, no, never taking a bump. I took one bump. I took one bump from Leo Sparrow in a skit. And that was it. (laughs) Never again. Yeah. Like I, you know, I was born with a neck condition. So my neck muscles, my shoulder muscles are all very underdeveloped. So basically anytime I'm at training or I have a match, my, I, I'm pulling something, something's always hurting the next day, but yeah. you know, I come back the next day and I keep on doing it. So. Well, the beautiful thing with this, <laughs> yeah, the beautiful thing with this business is though, say, say if for some reason, you know, your neck does eventually, you're just like, you know, it's not, it's not for me. There's so many avenues that people can do in this business and and there's so many stories where people come into training and then they turn around and start doing referee or they start doing managing are they help with production are they help with there's so many avenues you can help in this business and how you're saying like your love of your love for this business isn't so much of man i remember watching wrestlemania insert here i i i I know i don't i remember watching growing up in, in watching insert wrestler there Yours is pretty much like I found a community of people I truly care about. And that's what motivates me to stay there is my, is the friendship and the, and the family and the camaraderie that comes with it. And I think that's a, that's a really cool um, reason to be in the business. And you're the first person that's ever, that's the reason they joined the business. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's really, really cool. And and I've said before on numerous podcasts um, so far with everybody, I talk from high ground. I, I think you're, that high ground group that's coming through that real young group is, is, and same with like sanctuary used to really have a, a really cool connection of keeping each other motivated. And that's, it's really fun to watch you guys. I appreciate that because, um, you know, when I, when I first started and training, having matches, I just, I kind of felt like I didn't really belong as much as I do now, but now I feel like I have a, you know, even you Pete, like, I feel like I, I found my like group, and like, I still no, feel like I don't belong. <laughs> I feel, I, I'm just waiting for someone to sniff me out and be like, what is he doing here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like now I feel like, you know, I found my people and I just want to keep doing the best I can. I want to improve. I want to have the best matches I can. And 
I, you know, I never went into this like wanting to do it to get famous or anything like that. I just wanted to have fun, but wherever it takes me, it takes me. I'm not gonna, you know, stress about it. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I'm not, but I also, I'm not gonna be let down either. So Mm -hmm. I just, wherever it takes me, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah. So, so now that you're, you're, you know, you're in the business, do you watch more of older stuff or research older wrestlers or styles or watch more of TV? Are you kind of just like, I'm just, I'm just kind of into the indie scene. So when I first started training, definitely, I didn't really watch. I just, it was just the indie stuff, but more so lately now that I'm having more matches and I'm having matches like every weekend, I, I'm trying to watch more of it so I can learn from it, see maybe other moves or ideas that I can kind of take and take from it. But definitely when I started, I like, I didn't know any of the moves or anything until I learned it in class. Yeah. Uh, what, what has training been like? So for someone who, who's never really been in the business, if someone's listening, Walk us through essentially, you know, your experience of training and, and, and your tryouts and stuff like that. So my tryout was probably like the worst pain I've ever been in the next day. I literally for about three days, I was like walking like a board because I used muscles that I didn't even know I had. And like, I was always in like decent shape. It wasn't that, you know, I was out of shape. It was just your body wasn't, it's not used to it. You're so, using muscles that you didn't know you had, and also like you're you're learning how to fall down, and uh, and it's not natural to fall on your back and your face and your hips, you know. See, and that's like one thing. Like for me, um, I was the train wreck child. I was always getting injured. I, you know, broke my nose twice. I had three surgeries already. I, I'm not, you know, I'm used to getting hurt. So like the whole bumping at first really wasn't scary to me. It's just one of those mental things. Like even now, like if I'm just like standing and I'm like told, Oh, just take a face bump. Like if I look at the mat, I just like freeze. And I like, I'm just like in my head about it, but like in a match, I can do the best face bump ever. Yeah. So in, in your short career, what are some of your matches that you have so far that really stand out or if you're going to tell people, like, are, are matches that you feel like, man, after that match, it made me better? So my debut match was with Adina. That was one of my favorite matches. But the match for me that kind of made things start clicking was at Sanctuary with Nathan. Um, that was kind of when I realized, like, you know, I can do this. I can get better. And then a little more recently, I had a match with Christina Marie and Journey Burke. And that was one of my first matches that like, I not that I was alone, but like, you know, it was all on me. Like I had to really step up and, you know, that match went really good. And I was like super proud of myself. So those were like the three matches for me that like things started clicking and making more sense. Yeah. Christina Marie, legendary. She is uh, so incredibly strong and she's one of those talents who I feel like if more and she's grinding man she's been up and down the east coast but like she reminds me a lot of like zoe starks from nxt just like like shorter but just insanely strong and she could play a great heel she could play a great baby face and she's just she's she's really really talented and 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 overall just a really sweet person too um i don't see her as much now because she's she's all over the place but she's Mm -hmm. she's really talented her and adina had a lot of barn burners 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I remember when I was taking my one break, I, I felt like every single weekend I saw a graphic with with those two on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was she was great to work. Great person, and I I learned a lot from her. Yeah, I I watched um, a video of her uh, during a match. I guess um, someone she was supposed to work who wasn't supposed to be in there and may have been um, under the influence, we'll say. And Christina had to, I guess, do things a different way to get the match done. And it was uh, very entertaining to watch because Christina, let's just say, put that girl to work. My headphones died. Sorry. Give me just one second. No problem. Your mic actually sounds better through the, 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 the laptop than it did before. Oh, well, if it, I mean, if this works, then we can. Yeah, no, it. I think I think this sounds great. There's no echo or anything. I'm into this. All right. All right. Well, then screw it. Yeah, it's a lot okay. louder. We can hear you better. <laughs> um, so tra- a little bit of a change of transition there at, at, at between backbreakers and high ground. Um, you know, backbreakers obviously did tons of amazing things and trained a lot of amazing people. Um, and now some of those people are kind of giving back and becoming trainers. I, I you know, uh, Kit has kind of become a little bit of a trainer aspect of a figure at, at high ground. And I think that's amazing for all of you. Cause I, I think Kit's mind for this business is really good. And, and the fact that he's doing that now, um, I think is awesome. I'm really proud of him for, for doing that. I, uh, I think he's someone that's very, very, like if I was going to get into wrestling to train, he would definitely be one of those people I would love to learn from because I just think he has a good mind for it. But um, what is it like now transitioning from the backbreakers to the high ground and and that new environment and that new feel? It's it's like bittersweet because like, you know, I always thought of backbreakers like, you know, it was my home. But I feel like right now in, in high ground, we have like a really good bunch of kids. Like everyone that's training right now, they're all nice people. They're you know, picking up quick, they're just great to be around. And even the, you know, the people that have, you know, been in the business a little longer that are at training, it's, we don't clash or anything. It's just like easy, but it's definitely like bittersweet because it's like, in a way I do miss backbreakers, but, and I I think it's more just like, you know, this is the same building as backbreakers, you know, things changed, we paint like different paint and all that. So I just, I think I need a little more time to get used to it. Yeah, absolutely. The And, and the cool thing about back, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, high ground is you guys aren't very, you're not shy of, of the presentation of your, of the new uh, journey going forward with this company. A lot of places they will have a, a wrestling school slash um, program with the show. At, but you guys are at the point where you guys are really, you guys are ready to work shows and you're ready to step up and do those things. But you like, that promotion is essentially leaning on the backs of your younger classes and using the veterans to help you get better, which is a completely different way of I've ever seen really doing things. A lot of places say, well, here's our five or six top talent, like our veterans or people who are, are really prepared or do, can put on good shows. And then they sneak the, the, the younger crowd in early or mix them here and there. But you guys are really going forward with the younger crowd and 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 doing it that way and i'm gonna be honest the, the 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 benefit show we talked the boys talked the locker room talked and a lot of us were like man this could be really cool but this can also go really wrong you know what i mean like because that's a lot of pressure to put on a young stable of wrestlers to essentially take a show over and and ask them to work talent that's 
really veterans of this game and people who have been doing it a while. And you're, you're really, really expecting that chemistry to be there and putting a lot of pressure on your, that younger class to not just train, but help run the company, but, and also put matches together that are going to look good and, and perform well. And I got to say, um, everybody's feedback leaving that show is, is is you all did a great job like every single one of you has really stepped up a lot of people really like i'm telling you that the talk has been that you know they're very proud of what you guys accomplished that night you guys put together great matches you guys worked with the veteran talent very very well and and you, you all rose to the occasion it was really fun to watch i even when we were bringing the ring back like i i told everybody i was so proud of everybody like there wasn't one bad match the crowd was into it the whole show and i've never seen that honestly out, out of any show i've ever been to i've never seen a crowd so into it like every single match they everybody they were hot it was great and i feel like that's one of the benefits with high ground is that we're going to be using a lot of the newer guys because we're going to other shows, we're having matches and there's some promotions that, you know, our guys are already taking over. And I think at our home promotion, that would be great, especially like a good example from the um, benefit show, I think would be um, the TOP and Diamond City because, you know, Diamond City has been in the business so long and TOP, they've been in it a couple of years and they both did a great job they that was match of the night i feel it was i was just so proud of everybody yeah and um a lot of pressure and but i i think our guys are able to handle it yeah i think everyone rose to the occasion um another one that everyone talked about a lot after the show was over was was donnie donnie versus skyros uh vincent said i'm still pissed i missed that match man <laughs> donnie donnie went in there with a with a really really gamey veteran in mike skyros and showed he had a good gas tank. They they pushed a really strong pace. Donnie sold the crowd very well. He, it was it was overall a really really well done match. I was very proud of Donnie. I thought Donnie did a great job, even though his gear coming out, he looked like a bowler, not an Italian mobster. Um, so if you listen, and and here's the thing, I think if you watch that show back on commentary, I I really really want to implore people that it was a benefit show and we were just having fun. You know what I mean? Like we did not call it as storyline really like there was some storyline stuff that's going to carry over and there's going to be some stuff from that show that's going to continue storylines and help build a new company but we just had fun and for i think from front to back i think that show just everyone had a really good time um rotating philly mike and and uh and js hawthorne and then at the very end getting a, maybe a little intoxicated adina Steele on commentary um was fantastic i i actually just messaged some uh somebody a part of the company about if you if you guys got that footage so i can add the commentary to it and get it back to you guys but uh man uh we commentated the 50 50. <laughs> uh me bp and drunk adina commentated the 50 50 and i don't know if anyone will ever see it or hear it but god was that funny it was one of the <laughs> <fun> like <laughs> i've never did live commentary to a 50 50 but it was the most entertaining thing i've ever done in my life I, I personally, like, I had a lot of fun that show, like, and I was, like, pretty nervous because, you know, I haven't wrestled at the Falcon's Nest since 2019, I think, like, November. Yeah. So, but, like, that is literally my home. Like, that's the town I grew up in. 
So it was nice to have, you know, my family and my friends in the crowd, but it also added a little more pressure to me personally. But, you know, I, I think I did good. I think everyone else did good. I was overall, I was happy with the entire show. Now, how do you feel about going forward, working more programs with Valerie? Cause uh, I'll tell you what, I've been watching her for a while now and she's really hitting her stride. Like she's putting on like her crowd work has, has been amazing. Her new, like her gear has changed. Her look has changed. And, and it's funny because a lot of stuff, they went to Sanctuary one time and I remember pulling them aside and they're like, well, this is what we're going for, but we're just trying to, we're coming to Sanctuary because we're trying to look at ways that we can turn it to 11. And I remember just picking their brain a little bit and being like, and giving them some like, here's what I would do or here's what I would try. And they implemented some of it, like like taking photos of each other during matches and po legit posting them to the social media, uh, using the flashbulb to blind their opponents and during matches, like, I just think they're really good at what they do. And and Sam is, I think Sam is going to be one of those people we're going to talk about in a while that like, he's going to blow up. He's going to do really good things. I think he's insanely athletic. He has a great look and he puts together really good matches. Um, yeah, definitely two other people that were, were huge standouts, but you're going to be working a little program with them going forward. How, do you, how Are you excited for that? I am. I'm actually, I'm, I'm also, I have a match against Valerie on the, fourth i believe it is so i know especially going on in the future with high ground with how everything went at the show i have a feeling we're going to be working a lot more but i'm excited for it and i think it would be good for me personally because i hear nothing but good things about valerie when it comes to her in-ring work yeah she's and she you can tell she's really putting it together um so at, at high ground if people were listening to this and they and they need a reason to to come and buy a ticket or or check out the content online what do you think high ground brings to the wrestling business or your group of friends or your your your, your family that other promotions don't so as of right now i would say it's not it's we're going to be bringing in new faces the up-and-coming kids and it's fun to see them when they first start and see how they grow because like truly like even with me and my friends, like if you see where we started versus where we are now, it's such a journey to see everyone grow and become better. Like, and I, I told uh, Ricky Price this, your favorite person. Like, I, I'm very what a proud. bum, what a bummy, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I tell him all the time. Like, I'm, I'm very proud of him and Stacks. I watched. I, I, I thought Ricky did what Ricky does in that match, and it was, it was good. Ricky's solid. Um. But I really thought that match that night, Stax, Diamond City, and Eric made Stax look like a monster. And he already is a monster. That's a big boy. But mm -hmm. he stepped his game up, and he met Ricky's energy of what Ricky already brings. And he met him 50-50. He, he went out, and he, he worked the crowd just as well as Ricky does. Like, I feel like that was a huge coming out party for MJ Stax that night. I thought... Uh, like I said, I think Ricky's there, you know what I mean? And, and there's always time for people to improve, but I think Ricky's in a really good state. And I thought MJ, I think MJ Stacks came out that night and really tore it up. And I think that was his coming out party and showed that he belongs there just as much as anybody else. And I think that team's going to be fun to watch for a, a while, go, for the future going forward. Um, Eric said, watching these kids get better is one of my favorite parts of wrestling these days. Yeah, man, this new generation coming up, Eric, is a blast, man. I'm, I, and and I really think that, and, and, and maybe Shelby can add or, or, or agree or disagree, and I know Vincent's in the chat as well as Crispy. 
when you have people in our Northeast area, man, and I say this probably too much in the podcast, but when, when the Eric Pinhats and the Brad DeMeos and the Kit Raffs and the, the Tommy Vexes and the, and, and the Adinas and you, you, you guys leave a path of, you know, doing things the right way in the business and this younger generation sees it and it's only going to keep making this area better because you guys are not those bitter veterans who are not letting the next generation get ahead. You guys are helping them and pulling them up and helping them get to where they need to be to make this business successful. And, and, and I mean, Shelby, if you want to add to that. No, honestly, you're a hundred percent right. There's this area, there's just so much talent. And I feel like, you know, in the business, it could easily be taken the wrong way. People could get offended a lot easier, but I feel like we have a good group in the Northeast right now that I feel like everybody's just going to get better. And that's not even just saying the new guys, even the veterans, I'm sure the, the new Dude, some kids. Ve- them a some bit. veterans are getting another spark of life that, you know, a lot of Eric and Brad, they were, they were done a couple of months, a couple of years ago. And they're now they're just like, you know, like every time we we're done, we want, we want another couple months. We went on a couple of matches. I think uh, I think I think that I think it's a good mix of the, of the young generation and the and the older generation of really working together and putting on really good products and 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 helping this business get better and being and having it being done the right way. You know, like you know, it's like there's like there's not many promotions I walk I walk into that I work for uh, that that have the locker room environment that we have. And if they don't have that environment, I'm not sticking around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just I'm being honest. I just recently, um, you know, I, I've always been with my my group of guys whenever I go to shows. And just recently, I'm kind of not going by myself, but maybe with less of them. Or, And it is a little strange going into a locker room that you don't know anybody. Because mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't know who to talk to. You're just kind of sitting there. And, like, you know, sometimes they're really great and people will talk to you and, like, really make you feel welcome. And other times you're just, you know, not no one's rude or anything like that. It's just a little more awkward. <laughs> How was your first time in IWA uh, this week? And I'm I, I'm bummed out. I uh, the night before the show, I, I I don't know if I ate something bad or I got a stomach bug, um, but I I lived in the bathroom the entire night. Like I was literally <laughs> texting Pete the whole night. I'm like, bro, I'm not getting a wink of sleep. I don't I don't think I have like I don't have flu flu like symptoms. I think I have a stomach virus. Um, and I was so bummed because I really like that promotion. The crowd there is crazy, and it's a good locker room. So, like going there for your first time, what 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 were some of your takeaways? And who you said, who were some of those people in the back that really gravitated to you, or 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 were those opening welcoming arms? Uh, truly, like I, you know, I I had my match against Vicky, and I learned a lot from her. I was kind of picking her brain a lot most of the the day and I, I feel very terrible I'm I'm literally terrible with names but there was a there was a couple guys that you know were talking to me we were in just not even about wrestling just ho- other hobbies and stuff so they were very welcoming I yeah. just feel very awful with names yeah I'm gonna- no that, that that's a fun promotion what what do you, what'd you think of that crowd they were not happy that I won <laughs> They uh they are so interesting because they like the heels. Um, they are they cheer for the exact opposite of what most promotions cheer for. Um, the faceless ones can go out and legit cheat in a match, and the baby faces lose or win, and the place goes nuts because the baby face won, but not nuts in the fashion of 
they're cheering like, yeah, winner, win. Like the good guy prevails. They're like, boo! Like it's crazy. It, it really was, and I never like <clears throat> a crowd like that. So it was, it was a kind of a rude awakening, but it was definitely fun. Like I'm glad I experienced it, and I'm excited to go back in April. <laughs> they said, "Look at ABJ with matching background of Shelby's awesome hair." <laughs> she, uh, yeah, that's that's the blue wave right there, Shelby. She's predicted, you know, you know, calling calling some fun things. <laughs> What's up? I just colored my. I just put more blue in it yesterday. The you can tell you have oh. like like no roots showing. That that looks that looks fresh fresh as a daisy right there. So besides <laughs> professional wrestling, what? What, what what when you're not in the ring taking bumps and traveling and doing things what what makes Shelby happy what are some things that you do for hobbies or the things to keep yourself preoccupied honestly most of the time it's just tv i i'm such like a tv nut i have all my favorite shows and that's what um my tattoo is on my leg i'm doing a whole tv show sleeve of and it's funny because a lot of people like don't realize like what my tattoos are until like they're like right next to me looking at them. But um, what else do I do? I also make candles. I kind of just do a little bit of everything. You make candles? I do, yep. <laughs> Interesting. I, I'm, I'm a candle guy. I like the smell of a candle. I like to burn candles. Um, I lost a house to a candle. Um, yeah, a candle, a candle burned down one of my houses. Um, but I, I'm, yeah, I, I like them. So TV, what are, what are some shows? What, what, what are you watching? What are you into? So my favorites, uh, The Walking Dead, Avatar, as I, I'm always wearing this hoodie, and I have a Legend of a Korra tattoo, uh, Naruto, Bones. Um, this coming Sunday, I'm actually adding to my sleeve, and I'm getting a Bones tattoo. Um, What's Bones? It's, um, it's with Emily Deschanel and, um, oh, what's his name? David, the guy who played Angel in Angel, okay. it's uh, like a crime show with them. That's like my comfort show. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, you have to be careful. You, 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 if you get a tattoo of something that's like a one season deal and you're like, now you have, you have this one season TV show stuck on your leg forever. There, there's um, one season show on Netflix. It's called The, the Society. And oh, I was so so annoyed because they wrote the most perfect ending to a season and then Netflix canceled it. Oh, that's a shame. So yeah. So two of them, you said Naruto, did I say that right? Naruto and Avatar. I, I, I cannot get into Japanese animation. I can't, I don't know. I just can't do it. So, well, Avatar isn't, it's Avatar is, um, most people will say it as like, it's an American made anime. Yeah. That's like, that's Nickelodeon. Correct. Yep. And yeah. truly, any any age you will love that show if you like watch a couple episodes because it, it touches on a lot of like real world topics like genocide um what else redemption arcs like people um changing mentally like it is ever animal cruelty like it is such wow. a good show, especially for like kids like and look i at the, that's look at them in the I, chat already Avatar is not an anime. Relax, everybody. Come down. That's why I said it's like an American-made anime. It's, but it's, don't it's, it's animation. It's anime. I don't care. Of course, attached a huge tattoo on my leg. Yeah. Um, and then the other one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna debate here. I'm probably gonna upset you. The Walking Dead. Alrighty. 
Um, so I remember when the Walking Dead TV show was going to come out, and I remember people were like, "Yo, it's a really, really good comic. It's a very popular comic. Check out the comic." And I said, "All right, I I like zombies. I like zombie stuff." And it was at the time too when everything was like a little too much zombie, and I was mm-hmm. like, "More zombie stuff." And I read the book, and I fell in love. I thought the books were unbelievable. And I bought the big uh, yep. compendiums and I read them. And then um, the show started in season one. I was like, this is good. Some characters, you know, they added for the sake of TV. And one of the characters, you know, I was like excited for or two of the characters I was excited for because I liked them as actors. And then as the show progressed, loved them as people, loved them as actors. I hated them in the TV. Their, their characters ruined the show for me. I'm sorry, and I know people don't want to hear that, but for me, Daryl is the worst part of The Walking Dead because they took all these great storylines from the book and then they inserted the high-paid actor into it and said, okay, here's where we are in the book. Here's how the characters react to what happened in the book. How would Daryl then fit into this story? And they wrote a story about Rick and Carl and change it to how it would affect Daryl. And it only got worse for me as it went. And I bailed on the season that I probably would have enjoyed the most was, was when Negan came in. I watched the first episode of Negan. I watched the lineup scene and it, it was pulled straight from the book. And I thought they did an amazing job. And as it kept going, I was, I was getting more and more annoyed that it became the Daryl Dixon show and not the story of Rick and Carl. Even so to the point where they eliminated the character, like, how do you get rid of Rick and Carl and still continue a show? I, I, it, it annoyed me and I hated it. Truly like, and I, I have a tattoo of it on my leg. I love the show. I season I, one and two. Amazing. I think that they should have stopped at like, you know, the spoiler, they, you know, Carl's dead. Okay. You could still carry the show on, but once Andrew Lincoln left Rick, once he left, like they, they could have maybe done a few extra episodes, but it should have stopped there. And I'm not a fan of the later seasons because of that, because, you know, I agree the show kind of circled around them, but truly for me, like my favorite season was season three. And whenever I tell Which one was that uh, when they first got to the prison. Okay. You um, know what ruined that one for me? The uh, governor. Oh, did, have you ever read the books? I, Yeah. The governor in the books was so good, and they made him awful in the TV show. Awful. So bad. You got to tone down for television, so I get it. No, you don't. No, you don't. If they can show show how they killed Glenn, and they can show all that stuff they did on TV, they could have done what they've done in the book. Um, Another one, too. They, uh, they, they, Michonne. Great character, but her beef with the governor, they tried to carry from the book, but he didn't really do anything bad to her to make her hate him as much as she did. Now, if you read the comic book, you're like, oh, I can see why Michonne wants to fuck dude up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, you know, there personally for me, like I, I love when like, if a show has, if it's a show and a book, I love when they're different because I, I want to watch it or read it for the story not necessarily like you know everything to match up and that's why i i love the show but i love the comics mm-hmm. and um, 
that's the same thing. One of my other favorite shows is The 100. The that was based off of books, but the show is very different. Yeah. I love books and I I, love I just don't like when they ruin a character. Like mm-hmm. there's you can change story and that's fine. Um but like The Walking Dead would be like, "Hey, we're going to make a Batman TV show." And then we're just not going to use Batman and we're going to make it about another character, but still lean everything heavily on that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, um, like for example, uh, T, uh, uh, T, T dog or whatever, not T dog. Um, Tyrese. Tyrese, they bring Tyrese in and I'm like, yo, Tyrese is going to be dope. And like, what do you mean? I'm like in the book, this dude is essentially Superman. Like he is, yeah. he is a, he's a gangster and he was a babysitter. The dude just watched babies and cried every episode. And then he died, and you're like, good, I'm glad he's dead, because they ruined him on the show. Andrea, badass in the book. Show, awful. The first time I watched it with Andrea, I I get why people don't like her. I really do. But, like, the second time and third time I watched it, I'm like, no, she's not that bad. Like, she is. Andrea? Andrea is Daryl Dixon. That should have been your character. Mm Mm-hmm. I. It's just, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's good. I love a show. but the, I'll tell you what, the the way, like, I it definitely highlights for, if you read the comics, the first two, three seasons, they, I mean, they pull scenes from the comic book and, and, and make those visual video in the show, and they do it masterfully. The, the, the casting was perfect. Glenn, perfect. Shane, perfect. Rick, Carl, all amazing, amazing casting choices. And those early seasons set a really good tempo, which made the show carry on. I mean, there's spinoffs, and there's this, and there's that. The the makeup the makeup effects to the to the walkers are amazing. Mm -hmm. The the setting is amazing. The work they put into the set design. If you're into zombies, you'll love the show. Just don't read the comics. Wait till the show's (laughs) done, and then go read the comics, and and just know that they're two different things. I'm I'm reading some of our the comments right now. Yeah, the chat Uh, is popping tonight. Thank you guys so much. The Telltale games, I loved those games. Ooh, I love Clementine. Lovely. Didn't didn't they sneak Clementine into the one of the shows or one of the characters from the Telltale games, like in Fear the Walking Dead? Like they make like a weird cameo. Uh, I can't. I feel like they did, but I can't. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. The another. I mean, they could they could literally make that a TV show. The story of Clementine and they, um, what's his honestly, name? It'd be it'd be really good. I forget the character's name now. Lee. Lee Lee murders his wife and her his her her side his her side piece and then yep. on the way to jail enters a Walking Dead scenario. Great mm-hmm. story. I also see a Vince's comment. Everyone needs a little Uncle Iroh in their life. That is a hundred percent true. Is that a Naruto or is that a Avatar thing? That one's Avatar. Okay. <laughs> He's like uh, the wisest, kindest human that everybody would need. Yeah, so TV, here's my thing. I I uh every time I'm going to watch something new, I'm like, "All right, here's here's some of the things I'm pa- and I love that we're talking pop culture by the way. This is great cuz this is going this more of this content is coming to the channel. It's not just going to be all wrestling. Um <laughs> but uh I actually just watched a movie that we're going to be reviewing. Um me and my wife are going to start doing horror movie stuff and I just watched Scream 5 today. So funny enough, I love The Walking Dead. I love gore. Love Final Destination, but scary movies can't do them. I really, I'm literally like, I was like easing into watching some scary movies, and then someone showed me Insidious, and that ruined it for me. So now I, I mean that's the that's the charm of horror movies is getting yourself scared. That's the fun part. I don't want to be scared. I want to be comfortable. 
I like I like to laugh a lot, so I I I, I hit that barrier. Of, I watch more comedy than anything, even my TV. So like when I when I like oh watch this new show, I'll just keep watching the same four or five shows over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like The Office, Always Sunny, Parks and Rec. I just restarted watching uh, Married with Children. So I'm like rewatching that entire TV series. I love that show so much. Series. I only watched it once so far, but um, it's The Last Ship. The okay. guy from Grey's Anatomy, when he left that show, that's the show that he went, like he got. And that is such an amazing show. It's, you know, and post-apocalyptic uh, virus takes over, you know, wipes out most of the planet. Most yeah. shows that you know they can only last a season or two but they did an amazing job of keeping that show going yeah Grey's Anatomy is another one that my wife is absolutely obsessed with oh we got a question here in the chat love questions like putting them in um what are some ambitions that you have uh for this this uh come I guess coming up or this season for like wrestling or for sure yeah Like I said earlier, I kind of, I, when I, when I think about like my future with wrestling, I, I just want to have like the best matches I can. I want to be the best I can. And I want, there's like certain people that I just want to prove wrong. So I'm going to go with that one. I like that. I like that. Uh, And then who are some people you want to square up with? I'm excited. I want to have a a one-on-one match with Christina. I'm excited for another match with Vicky. And, you know, I said this since I came back because, you know, I had a few matches when I first started wrestling with her, but Adina, but we have to wait for her to start healing up. But I would say like Adina is probably the one I would be most excited for. Yeah. What about a Riley Crow? Is she on your radar? Oh, I, I already told her I want to work her. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Yeah. She, uh, I'll be hanging out with her on Saturday. We're all driving to Jersey together. She's working Gabby Ortiz, who was on AEW a whole bunch of times. It's going to be really fun to watch. Um, Steven Chambers says, Scream 6, March 10th. I thought Scream 5 was really good. I like the Scream movies. I have to go back and I don't remember a thing about 2 through 4, though. So I have to go back and like rewatch them because I don't remember any of it. Um, I liked it. I just didn't like the ending a little bit to the newest one. But it, did, it wasn't like a huge deal breaker. It was very <laughs> my wife's gonna get so mad at me. So there's a little spoiler. It's very like girl powery. So like I'm all about strong female leads, and I think you know that representation's good. But I think sometimes it's a little too forced. You know what I mean? Where it's like like everyone has to win, and it's all like you know what I mean. Um, and I literally was watching it the whole time. I was like, I'm telling you right now, if the killer is, I, I know they're I know they're gonna do two killers. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, if if they're both girls. It's gonna ruin the movie for me, and and she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because in this movie, uh, Ghostface is really violent and really like he's bodying people and he's really gory and he's really like, uh, and if it's a hundred and ten pound girl and they're and they're just bodying people, and I, and like the only five girls in the movie are all like five six or five five, and Ghostface is like taller, and I was like, if it's just two tiny girls just bodying everybody, I'm." It's gonna take me out of a little bit. She goes, "You're such an asshole." And why? <laughs> Getting the whole like, "Why you don't think girls can kill people?" I'm like, "They can," but like, it's I don't know. It, and that's but it one, was it was like, done well. Um, the 100. That show is primarily like women leads. Like all of the leaders, they're all women. So it's yeah. like it's great to see that, but it's 
sometimes will make it a little unrealistic. And yeah. but a lot of people's like gripe with that show was. Oh, Crispy says I like the scary movies, the comic version of it. That was the big thing in the early two thousands and nineties was just doing spoofs of movies, and it was like the na- like that. It was there. That was the, that jerk versions of uh, like the Naked Gun. That was like the Naked Gun back in the day was spoofing like the old cop shows and the cop movies. But there yeah. was even a spoof of The Walking Dead. It's funny. what's that? There, there's a spoof of The Walking Dead too. Until, what's it called? I I cannot remember, but. Mm. It was funny but bad at the same time, which is like now, kind of. Are you more into like if you had to pick a a genre? Like, are you more into the zombie stuff? Like, did Walking Dead make you go seek out other zombie style content? So I would say anything post-apocalyptic. Um, now, there was a show. It was an experiment, like an actual real-world like experiment. People were put into that. Um, it's called the Colony, and mm-hmm. you know they would bring in like. I want to say like 10 or so people, but they had to survive and build and escape. And I was watching that when it came out, which was like 2008, I want to say. So I was only like 10 years old watching that. So that was like the the thing that I think like stuck me on this path. And now. So if the world ends, you're prepared. You you got it all figured out. Oh, I already got got a plan. I got everything. We're good. (laughs) Shelby has a bunker dug out in the woods somewhere. Um, (laughs) Do you know, do you know uh, where, the the like the, the essentially the zombie and the zombie movie is credited for being the birthplace to no Pennsylvania oh it doesn't surprise me Pennsylvania is credited to being the birthplace of the zombie from George Romero and Night of the Living Dead Night of the Living Dead uh, Dawn of the Dead the Crazies were all based in right outside of Pittsburgh like that like that rural Pennsylvania southern central Pennsylvania farm coal town. That's essentially yeah. where all those zombie movies early ones started. One of my favorite movies of all time is, is Dawn of the Dead. It's one of my favorite movies. And that's like where I grew up is like more of the like rural part of of um this area of Pennsylvania. And like I loved it out there. But I guess that kind of makes sense why I was always a little paranoid. I was like yeah. here I'm like, what the heck was that? Usually the it was Walking a Walking Deceased. It came out in 2015. <laughs> I think that's your that... your comedy one. See, Steve knew what it was called. Yeah. Now, are you into, like, pop culture with other fashions? Are you a gamer or anything like that? So I, I grew up, um, you know, playing, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! with my brothers, um, Halo, Left Left 4 Dead, obviously, still one of my favorites. Jeez, um, what else have I... A lot, of, a lot of Halo. Like, I remember I was, like, eight years old in tournaments and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, we uh for Halo, we with the one time we were at my buddy's house and his dad was always like we always thought his dad was like terrifying and mean and, and everything. And um we uh were like, All right, your parents won't be home tonight, they'll be gone for a while. So we literally took all the family portraits off this giant wall in their house. Like I took everything off the wall because I had this huge giant white wall. We had to scout off for months. We moved the entire living room away from this giant wall, we put a projector and hooked up two Xboxes to the projector, and we literally projected the entire wall, and all of us played Halo. like It was like eight versus eight against each other. And we had My Chemical Romance loaded into the Xbox. They were listening to My Chem, and we're all playing Halo on this giant wall, and we lost track of time. And all of a sudden, the front door opens, and there's no way to put it back. So we just kept playing, and he walked (laughs) in, and and he's like, 
where's all my shit? Like, where's all the, where's all the, where's all the pictures? And we're like, oh, they're over there. They're taken care of. We laid them down. Nothing's broken. Like, <laughs> treat them like they were art museums. And he looks and he goes, and I'm like, we're, we're in trouble. We're going to, he's going to, he's going to snap the fuck out. And he looks at me and goes, give me your controller. And he sat with us and played the whole night. And then, and then every week he's like, you guys bringing over that projector and those Xboxes again? And he sucked at it. He was terrible at the video game. Um, he was actually the person I used to farm to get my kills because I wasn't good. So I would go after him. But uh, they were old memories of Halo that are very fond to me is, is uh, putting a projector on someone's wall and, and hooking two Xboxes together and drinking Mountain, Dew and drinking Mountain Dew and playing Halo. But uh, we are getting close to the end here. So if anyone else has any more questions, anything they want to ask Shelby, get them in now. Uh, Shelby, where can people find you on social media or our show support to you with possible merch? So on every social media, I'm underscore Shelby Waters. Um, on YouTube, it's, it's just Shelby Waters, but very easy to find. And I bring my merch to all, all the shows, but I also ship it out. So and usually I'm pretty good about like, if you message me that day, it's usually out that day or the next day. So we got to do a shirt, a shirt trade. I have to, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll order one of mine and we'll share, we'll share trade. Um, probably the last thing I need is more independent wrestling shirts, but I got to show support. I'm running out of space. I was going through my shirts the other day and I was like, this is, this is out of control. Like I, I, every single time I, I do like a shirt purge and I get rid of old shirts, I'm always losing like my Batman shirts and all my pop culture <laughs> shirts. And I just keep gaining more wrestling and independent and then horror movie shirts. Like that's all, that's all I own. And it's getting to the point now where it's like, I already have like eight of the same wrestler. Do I need any more of their shirt? Like it was, it's bad. It's really bad. I, I think the last time we did a count, I was up to like 850 t-shirts. That, all right. That might be. And I would probably say more than half of that is just independent wrestling. And then the other half is wrestling and then horror horror shirts and then like pop culture because I, I just kept eliminating the pop culture ones pop yeah. culture and sports shirts kept going away but bins like, and bins I, of wrestling shirts i like the you know graphic shirts like 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 i said like not like any of my tv shows like i have shirts for them but when i would stop wearing them as often i just cut off the sleeves and then they were workout shirts and then i was wearing them all the time yeah i have to work out to get workout shirts but I ordered I ordered today a pair of so I have wireless earbuds. I have these. But the problem with these is is they're comfortable if I'm sitting around the house just listening to stuff. But I know if I went to go jog or work out, they would fall right out of my ears. I would sweat them right out of my ears. So I bought a really nice pair of noise canceling. Plus two, when I wear those and I have long hair, people still talk to me. And there's nothing that annoys me more is when I'm listening to music and you're doing the whole like Yeah. What? And then I have to put it back in, and then it didn't have the good fit that it had before. Drives me bonkers. So I just bought those big, like, I am wearing headphones, look at me, leave me alone yeah. headphones. <laughs> so that's I, really my gym, my gym headphones. Some random, like, stupid fact about me. I have, I have very, very small ears, so no earbud fits in my ear at all. So I finally bought, like, the ones that, you know, go over your head, and it's just, like, so much easier. And I don't know why I just never did that. I always just struggled. Yeah. Uh, Hunter. Hunter's going to close out here with his signature question. If you can write a letter to your younger self, what would it say? I heart ABJ. <laughs> Do what makes you happy. Don't let anyone put you down for any reason. And just find people 
that care about you and just stick around those, those people, because anyone else you don't need in your life. Absolutely. Shelby, it's, it's been a pleasure. You're always, a, you're always a great conversation. I like hanging out with you. I like watching wrestling shows with you. We even went to a bar together and, and drank some beer. That was a good time. And we got Molson drunk and watched them dance. Crazy. And Hawthorne. He was the, and he Hawth was well, Hawthorne, I, I expected him to be a party machine. I, I, <laughs> everything about Hawthorne that I thought he would be in public is exactly what I, I – he, he lived up to expectations, and I was like, this is why I would chill with this dude in any environment. Love that oh, guy to death. The first time I met him, we sang um, Rocky Horror Picture Show together. Uh, Love was... Rocky Horror Picture. I'm so bummed I didn't get the chance to see him play that because that weekend I think I got COVID. From a wrestling show and i couldn't go to i couldn't go to a show i got COVID that weekend that's that was the stretch i got COVID like four times in a year because oh my gosh wrestling fans are dirty i'm a heel i can say that <laughs> but yes thank you shelby for hanging out and and being on the door is always open you have a long journey ahead of you uh anytime you want to come back and hang out if you want to when i start doing the pop culture show maybe i will I'm not watching full uh, 19 seasons of Narutaro or Avatar or anything, but maybe we can, uh, we'll find I'll, a movie or something and we'll do like a breakdown. I'll give you like two really, really good episodes. Okay. We could do like a, re and you could review it to me and we can, you talk about it. All right. You have to give me the backstory and stuff, but the, the door's open. That's what I'm telling people now. It's like, if they're, if they've been on the podcast, they can, let's let, we can do other stuff out besides that. I actually just got sent the music. Um, of the pop culture music that's going to play the intro and outro. And it's so fucking good. Billy Trey. If anyone needs any music for professional wrestling in my link tree is the converse kid. Hit him up. Uh, his rates are good and he's going to make you custom music. That's going to be yours forever. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an investment you're going to keep forever because copyrighted music is going to be the way of the future going forward because everything every platform you upload music for if it's already used you're going to get flagged and the promotion is going to be pissed off because mm -hmm. then they can't monetize and that's the way wrestling is going so definitely invest in that get good music get good gear always have your music and your gear with you um because it helps but uh thank you once again shelby for hanging out make sure everyone goes and follow shelby on all social media uh her links are below i'm actually double checking because sometimes Yes, your link tree is there. Um, also, uh, head over to High Grounds. The same day that the um, that I will be in Philly, they will be running a show for High Grounds. So follow High Ground Wrestling on all social media and go support them. And then tell someone from High Grounds to reach out because I have commentary to put over that video. And we need to work out stuff in the future. If, if, if ABJ is coming, we, 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 there's a lot of details we got to iron out. Um, but yeah, so we got I subbed and dubbed over Naruto. There you go. Um, Crispy I, said, I watch I, all I episodes need... from One Piece that are out. One One Piece. I don't know what's one. What's One Piece? Awful. It's not a good one. No. Oh. Um, subbed subbed anime is better than dubbed anime. I don't know what any of this means. So subbed is like subtitles, but it will be Japanese. Like if you were to hear it. Got you. Got you. I have ADHD. I can't pay attention without being able to hear it. So I'm a dubbed kind of person. Yeah, like so, so exact, so like example, uh, Squid Games. When it first came out, you had to read the whole thing, and then they read re-released it dubbed. Mm hmm Got you, got you. You're yeah, learning. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning cool things. <laughs> I actually like don't like Japanese animation and Japanese like, like are like, I guess like you would say like subbed or anything like that, but. Um, there's two really good horror movies that were done. They were they were they weren't Japanese though. They were Korean, 
um, last train to something. I can't pronounce it, and I'm not going to try to. But essentially, they're stuck on this subway, uh, on this train. And while they're on this train, everything outside of that train is literally the zombie apocalypse. It's really, oh, really, really good. Uh, you should definitely go look at it. Um, yeah. I, listen, I will try to get into an anime that maybe that'll be my goal for 2023. I tried before. Every single anime that people have sent me to has not turned out good. Um, I think I, tr- I tried My Hero Academia. I watched like nine episodes with a group of people and I said, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So Every episode I- they're crying and they have the big teardrop bubble above their head. And it was terrible. Here's, it was, it was awful. What- thing is with a lot like animes that i've noticed like if you're not into it to get into it it's a little hard but like with my hero academia and naruto especially the first half sucks you need to get into it first and then go rewatch it gotcha gotcha there's one that everyone said i would like called ultimate muscle where it's like it's legit wrestling it's like a wrestling company and it's all anime i said i might get into that um i just don't like the 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 t- the pacing of it, where we're just like, I just like, it's just that over and over and over and over again. Like that's how they talk, that's how they react, and then they're like, and they cry. It's like, I hate this. This is so bad. I don't like, like, like I don't know. Can't stand it. Uh, what's another one I tried watching? Um, Dragon Ball. Hated it. Hated Dragon Ball because it was that. Everything was just like, we gotta talk really really fast, and then we're gonna, and it's great. And then they cry, and it's just like, yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, I, Attack on Titan, I started watching, but it was the same thing. It had that dialogue, and I know that's the Japanese style, and that's probably what turns me off, but that's the one with the big monsters outside the city walls, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Look cool. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like horror. I can get into that. Couldn't do it. Um, what was the other one I tried? I thought the idea of it was cool, and I watched the Netflix show, and I liked it. And everyone's like, "If you like the Netflix show, sucked." Um, the one where they write in the book, and then the demon kills oh, people for him. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a cool show on Netflix. I thought it had a cool premise, I, I, so I started watching the anime. But I didn't like the anime style. Like I just like it, the anime style didn't keep me. But uh, yeah, so I gotta. I guess I gotta find a, a dubbed version with good voice actors because I hate the pacing Uh-oh. of how they talk and act and. I I don't want to hear that. That's that's not it's not cool mm-hmm. for me. And then when they like they over sexualize and sexually avert things, it's creepy. Creeps yeah. me out. And, and and a lot of times in Japanese culture, it's really, really young girls and really old guys, and they're doing the whole sexual stuff. Like Dragon Ball had it. Uh there was a whole bunch of ones that were like that. And I was like, this is too much. Like Sailor Moon, I get it, but it's borderline, you know, it's like Weird. it's like it's like people watching My Ponies. It's it's made for kids, but then you have those people who are watching it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not into that. Creeps me out. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. See, and like most people that like don't like anime, they've never tried it, and they're just like, no, it's stupid. But at least I've tried. tried. I've tried. Like- I've watched a few of them. Yeah. That My Hero Academia was the worst, though. That was the. No, I, that show oh. is. Terrible, and that's like one of my favorites. But like the beginning, awful. They they showed me this fight scene, and everybody in the room around me was crying. Like they were crying, and they're like, "How are you not moved by this?" I said, "I, I don't, I don't, dude. It's not when that good." Naruto, now I cry. Like honestly, like any, like even somewhat scene that like bawling. 
the only cartoons I watch are just like funny ones. Like I love Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. uh, South Park, fam. Like I don't really like Family Guy as much as I used to. I'm like really growing out of that. Rick and Morty. Like I don't know. When I watch a cartoon, I feel like I should be inter- like laughing at it. I don't I, like shouldn't cry at a cartoon. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm wired wrong. <laughs> yeah. But also great conversation. I'm glad we we got a little bit of everything. We talked wrestling. We talked anime. We all that stuff. I learned what subbed and dubbed means. It was <laughs> it was a learning experience for all of us. Thank you guys so much for being here, joining the chat, making the chat fun. That honestly, not only just doing the podcast uh, and having the live chat is cool. If you are listening to this audio only, um, uh, thank you. We're we're closing in on 500 total auto audio plays. We're I think we're at like 450 or something like that. So the audio is doing great. If you are listening, I know I think right now our our most listened to platform is Spotify. Um, there's a thing on Spotify where it says, "What did you think of this episode?" And you can literally leave a review on every single episode. Please do so. Feedback really helps. It takes a couple seconds. You can write from your phone. Um, I think our, our fi- we're getting a ton of five-star reviews. Everyone's leaving five-star reviews on Spotify. That's great. If you're over on the Apple side, leave a review. It helps very much. I want to start reading those reviews. Um, but yeah, the audio is growing, which was, uh, it, it's, it's we're, like I said, I'm, I'm hitting numbers and doing things that I, I wasn't doing in almost four or five years of my last couple of podcasts. So you guys showing the support is amazing. Uh, I think YouTube just hit 400, or no, I'm sorry, 540 subscribers. I'm really not pushing that as much as I, I, I did before. I'm kind of just letting it come. If it, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, I was I was pushing that hit 100 month every month and really shoving it down people's faces on social media. And I just didn't do it this month and I didn't hit it, but that's fine because I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm having fun while I make the content. Uh, follow me on all social media, uh, Anthony Blackwell Jr. or A Blackwell Jr. I'm on everything. Come talk to me and uh, join our Discord. It's in the chat right now uh, or it's in the link tree. Just come out, hang out and uh, grab some merchandise. I think right now there's a sale going on. If you're listening to this and the sale's over, always check on T Public. There's always sales. I think everything's like 35 to 40% off um, or there's always Teespring. I think the Teespring quality is a little, the, the prices are a little higher, but the quality I think is better. Um, and there's a little more selection when it comes to stuff just besides um, um, T-shirts and stuff like that. And it has like a little more of a selection, but Public is a lot cheaper and it's easier on your wallet. So I definitely, definitely uh, would recommend that first. And there's always sales going on, but any support is, is great. And like I said, follow all the links below for my guests and uh, just stay in touch and join the community. But uh, yeah, look at everyone in the chat. Yes, join the Discord. Crispy just redid our whole Discord. It's really fun. Shelby, you should join the Discord. Go down to go download Discord and come hang out and sit in a voice chat with all of us till four or five in the morning, like we always do. We'll See, ruin I, your sleep schedule. You'll they, you'll you'll hate us. I get very like nervous with new things. That's why like like with Discord, especially like I love playing Among Us and everyone uses Discord for that, but I've never used Discord, so I just like just it's essentially it. it's essentially a giant chat room. Um, yeah. except it's broken up into categories. So you can just be like Oh, people are talking about wrestling, and you join the wrestling one, and everyone's talking wrestling. Or there's people are talking anime, and everyone like, yeah. We don't have a dedicated anime thing. Um, Maybe we have to make it if you join, and other people are getting into anime. Um, But it's a great place to come and talk and hang out with everybody. It's it's really really fun. I'll have to finally get one. (laughs) Yeah, download it and come hang out with us. But everyone, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, Also, um, huge congratulations to the 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 mastermind behind the logo in the bottom left corner. And the cartoon of me in the middle and the Keystone logo, uh, Haley Stokes has just dipped her toes into the world of tattooing. She's she's the, now a tattoo artist. 
Um, so I'm super proud of her because she's 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 a really good artist, and now she's trying something new. Um, I think I'm gonna be one of her apprentice tattoos, and I told her I don't care, just put whatever you want in my body. So that's <laughs> terrifying. And also, um, new logos are in the works. Um, they're gonna be very very, let's just say, Schuylkill County themed logos. So it's gonna be one of those logos like I don't get why you made that, but people who live around here are gonna absolutely love it. Um. Like I said, I, I love having people from outside the area who support me, but I also love having outside the area people who buy T-shirts walking around with like a 570 and they're like, like Raz is from Australia and he's wearing a 570 T-shirt around Australia. That makes me so happy um, bringing light to this area. But here's some outro music by Billy Trey and we'll see you guys next time with episode 33 with Adina Steele. Also, real quick, we will be live again in a couple minutes. We'll be doing the history of Jerry Jarrett, uh, myself, and BP. So come back over on the YouTube side and come hang out with us. Bye-bye.